Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 106 of the Holding Court podcast. It's Marathon Week, and I'm joined by very special guest, Elizabeth Zamora, who will be running the Charity Half Marathon as a member of Team JTF for her son, Desmond. She'll share her story and the importance of giving back in his honor, all coming up right now on Holding Court. Boom. So as you all know, I have been training for the upcoming LA Marathon, which is actually this Sunday, and we have been an official charity now. This will be our sixth year of the LA Marathon, and with that, we are able to have a team of runners that participate in the 5K and the half marathon and the marathon. And we have so many people on the team that just have different reasons for running and being a part of it. And I have a very, very special guest, my good friend Elizabeth today. And she has been on Team JTF for five years now, which is crazy to think about. But I wanted to, first of all, thank you for being here. My pleasure. (laughs) And I wanted to thank you for everything that you do for the foundation. And I also want you to be able to share your reason for why you are on Team JTF with us. Hello. Hi. (laughs) We're nervous. A little honored. I know. Do you want me to do a joke as an icebreaker? Please do. I have one ready. Do you have one there? I honestly, (laughs) we'll get into later why we do our jokes, but okay. What do you call a bear without teeth? What? <laughs> a gummy bear. Oh. Isn't that cute? Oh, didn't know it. <laughs> okay, now all the nervousness okay. is out and we're just okay, ready good. to go. Yeah, so share with everyone the reason you joined Team JTF with us. So I met you in 2019, ran for Team Justin Turner Foundation. March, was it 2019? Yes. A bit after that, a few months after that, you came over to meet us. And me and Desi, my son, we would just, we fell in love with you guys. Obviously, we're already in love with you guys. Mutual. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then my fundraising partner, Desi, loved delivering smiles. So whenever you would start a new campaign to fundraise, me and Desi were on it. He since then passed and I feel that I must carry on that tradition of fundraising for your charity. And it is beautiful. I love everything you do. I love you. I love you too. And and I will continue to support your mission for as long as I can. That means so much. And you mentioned when we first met Desi at Children's Hospital LA, which is Mm -hmm. such an incredible place. And it's become such a special part of Justin and I's lives and the foundation. I know your lives as well. And so you joined on Team JTF before we had ever met and just loved what we were doing and wanted to be a part of it. Desi wanted to be a part of it. And we kind of talked a little bit online and then we're at, I don't know if we were there maybe for, I think it was for a site visit for the Winter Wonderland event. And you had sent me a message you said, we're here. Can you guys come up and say hello? <laughs> and we're like, yeah, let me see if they'll let us come up. And so we came up and met you guys. And I think we we're getting, you guys were getting ready for Halloween, right? Yes. Yes, we you were. going to be the Adams oh, yeah. family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you remember. Yeah, that's when you started stalking me and you came up to the fifth one. Just kidding. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Um, I invited you over. Uh, I didn't think you were going to go up there and you guys surprised us with the visit. I clearly remember our child life specialist coming into the room, um, letting us know we were going to have a special visit. And oh my gosh, I was so nervous, <laughs> but it was, it went so well. Um, Desi felt right at home with you guys. He was sitting right between you guys and <laughs> without a shirt, he was so comfortable. <laughs> I know. Hey, we wanted him to be comfortable. We we're in yeah. his space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And ever since then, it's just been a tradition of whatever I can jump on one of your campaigns, I will go hard and I will do my best to fundraise and harass people and get them to help out for good. Well, we love that y'all harass people for us. And <laughs> it was mutual. You know, Justin and I always talk about this when we first came up into the room, just there was something about Desi and I know everyone probably says the same, but you know, I told the joke in the beginning and that was kind of our little icebreaker because 
Justin's pretty good at doing visits, seeing kids, but I get nervous because I'm always just worried about saying the wrong thing or not being able to connect with someone. And he just does such a good job of just getting in the room and just acting like his normal sweet self. And I think kids really do gravitate towards that, but just something right away lit up with all of us in the room and the time always goes by. And then the child life nurse is always coming in like, okay, guys, like time time's up. I know. I'm like, okay. Visiting hours are over, man. I know. I'm like, I think the sun is down. It's time for dinner. But no, I feel like we were in there for, for so long and, and formed that initial connection. But that started to be Justin's thing with Desi was telling the jokes back and forth. And we had our winter wonderland that winter. And then unfortunately with the pandemic, the visits stopped and that is, it's heartbreaking. And I know, I mean, I can't speak firsthand, but I know from, you know, parents and patients, how much those visits meant to people. And, and I know you can speak a little bit more to that of people donating their time and coming in the room and just being in that room with you guys that day and, and, hearing about, you know, the excitement of Halloween and just Desi's meal and getting his pho and all his favorite little restaurants <laughs> delivered. And, Taco Bell. Yes. Everything. My guy. And just finding the joy in the simple things. And I know that that has such an impact on us. And I know for you guys as well. Yeah. It, you know, you're stuck in a room for months and a visit like that, it just makes you feel so important, so special. You're not forgotten. Someone takes the time to come and sit with you, listen to you, make you laugh, make you feel loved. Um, I I hate that they're not allowing that. I feel like they have allowed family now. I know um, we try to get you guys up there for one of Desi's last days and they didn't allow you guys to come up. It had to be immediate family, but I really hope they start um, relaxing the rules and letting you guys and other people go up there because the families truly need it. This this visit like that really changes everything. Yeah. And you know, as amazing as CHLA is, I can't even imagine and being there and just, and Desi just lit up, you know, it it really puts so much into perspective. And that's why I always encourage people to volunteer and do visits and really just something so small can, can make such an impact. And, you know, Justin always leaves. And he said, I know that the visits are supposed to be for the kids, but I always just leave feeling like I'm the one that got the joy from that. I'm the one that, that came out of that visit, the lucky one. So, yeah, I can, yeah, it, it, it's beautiful. It, I can see like, he feels like, okay, I did this for them, but I feel like I gained more out of it yeah. in a sense. You feel that way, but no, yeah, it's, it's mutual. It, it's both ways. These families need it. Um, you do it for the kids, but even the parents there, we, we need that. And yeah. it just helps so much. It just gives you so much hope and, and you just, look forward to to visits like that I, I hope I can't wait till they allow you guys to do it again yeah I know but, um, we miss that so much and we kept in contact through the pandemic and we had a, a couple of fun things we had when the Dodgers started up their shortened season and they had the cardboard cutouts in the <laughs> we, that's right we were able to get Desi on there and wearing his moonshine min pin gear <laughs> yes he looks so handsome and then oh my gosh Justin did his best to try to hit a home run right to him <laughs> it, was, it was right there <laughs> it was epic. Yeah. And we, yeah, that was amazing. Desi got so excited when I showed him his cardboard cutout. I wish he would have sent it to me. <laughs> I know. And I remember going back and watching the video of the home run and trying to find the screenshots and capturing them <laughs> to send to you. But we had to get creative from not being able to see one another. And that's where, you know, Justin yeah. would send videos back and forth and got his teammates to send little jokes and it was just, Justin calls him his popsicle stick jokes. But. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, that was so special, but you guys have this way of making people feel so important and that is priceless. That is yeah. amazing. That means so much. <laughs> I mean, everyone loved Desi and anyone that met him and all of his nurses and everyone in there. What do you think it was that I feel like he was wise beyond his years. He was so mischievous (laughs) and he was always (laughs) pranking everyone I want you to share some stories about him to for people that weren't able to meet him to get to know him a little better he was known for scaring his nurses um (laughs) the whole floor knew him you're like we need them on our side (laughs) (laughs) so sometimes they're uh in isolation when they have an infection so you can't go out for however that long maybe could be weeks 
And the minute he was cleared, he knew he's like, okay, I made this mask. We're going out. So we'd go and the team already knew some of the nurses knew he was going out. We're like, who are you getting next? And we'd hide behind walls. He'd hide behind their desks. They all knew him. It was so much fun. Um, despite the circumstance of having to be there. Yeah. We loved, we loved CHLA. We loved the team. We loved the staff. Zero complaints. They were amazing. They are amazing. They made Desi feel like home. He was so respectful and so agreeable. They could ask him to take his meds and he'd be like, well, I already saw all of them. He he was amazing. <laughs> he was good. He has such a big heart. Um, in those halls, you can hear kids screaming. You can hear kids crying. They're not being tortured, but they're having their dressings, um, their dressing changes done. They're getting a new line started for new medication. They're having to drink a new medicine that tastes nasty. And we'd hear them cry and Desi would be like, oh, I feel bad for him. Aww. And I'd be like, Desi, like I wouldn't say anything, but I'd be like, oh my gosh, this is, you're one of them kids, you know? He'd yeah. cry if they, he'd scream when they do some dressing changes. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is you child. But he just, he has so much heart and so much prank in him. <laughs> and um, <laughs> The best yeah. combination. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you guys always did little campaigns around the hospital or different, I know you did blood drives. What was that his idea or was that something you guys came up with together? The blood drives. Yes. Um, he, when you're undergoing cancer treatment, uh, it depletes your platelets, your blood counts and your, believe it or not, it's, I mean, you do know this, it's so hard to get people to donate. Um, some of Desi's nurses would go, uh, after work to donate because we couldn't get people to give blood. Um, my whole family was in as much as they could. And um, we started doing blood drives um, with uh, in honor and with Desi. Um, another thing we do was when we started his treatment at Miller Children's in Long Beach initially. We were in, we found out he had cancer. We stayed for weeks. We didn't pack clothes. We didn't pack snacks. We didn't pack anything. It just happened so fast. And he started treatment and he'd get hungry. It would be one in the morning. They give them steroids uh, and they're up at night. He'd be hungry. I'd be hungry and I couldn't eat. I couldn't eat to get food. And um, and after a certain time, you can't order food. So we started this idea of um, buying snacks for the floor. And they had a family kitchen there, but it never had anything. Yeah. Um, it was just empty to get Not hot water. Stuff. or. <laughs> <laughs> They had cold water and hot water, but not even coffee. Wow. And we said, as soon as we're out of here, we're going to start buying groceries and putting them in there. And sure enough, he we called it um, delivering smiles. And even throughout his treatment, even when he was sick, even when he was in remission, even when he relapsed, we continued delivering smiles, which was buying all his favorite snacks, calling his nurses, letting us go up and filling up the kitchen. We did it many times and it helps the families. We start getting DMs from moms saying, oh my gosh, thank you so much. Raquel wanted this and it was there. Thank you so much. I hadn't eaten all day and I got this um, Campbell soup or thing. Yeah. So yeah, it's something I started doing at CHLA as well. And <laughs> they already knew, even the nurses would go get snacks and leave notes for <laughs> Desi saying thank you, but we'd We'd get a lot of support from the people that followed his uh, journey. And sure enough, we were able to stock up that kitchen many times. I did it once after he passed at CH. I've done it multiple times at Long Beach because it's yeah. easier for me to go there. But I did it at CHLA once um, right after. Well, yeah, a little bit after. And it was hard, but all the nurses came out and, and it was therapeutic. It was beautiful. <laughs> That's so sweet. Yeah. And we're so grateful that you've wanted to continue that mission of delivering smiles and continuing to support our foundation. And I know we posted about it when, because initially I think a lot of, you probably know that people will say, what can we do? What can we do to help? And it's not that it's an empty offer from people, but I think a lot of times people don't really think there's anything they can do. They think, oh, well, I don't have enough money to donate or, oh, you know, I, what can I really offer other than support? And when I asked you the one time and you said, actually, can you donate platelets? And I was like, absolutely, let's do it. And my friend Christy, who's now your half marathon running buddy. <laughs> and, I stole her from you. She's my partner now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. She, she downgraded from the full to run with you. I don't blame her. <laughs> I thought you were going to say she downgraded from me to you. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's an upgrade. Better cut that out. <laughs> and, oh, and yeah. got Justin to come with me and go in and donate. And it's one of those things where 
it's whatever we can do, you know, and, and a lot of times people don't think that they can make a difference or they think, I don't know, maybe with the blood drive, oh, someone else is donating or they have enough, but you really called to us. And I remember putting it out to other people and trying to get those appointments filled. And it's still going on today. And speak a little about the importance of not just the CHLA, the blood donor center, but the need for platelets and how much of a difference that made in your life. So donating platelets and blood, getting people to come in and donate is is pretty hard. And it's the easiest thing you could do for anyone. You're really saving a life. You're really giving people more time with their loved one. There is no replacement for blood whatsoever. And yeah, I remember Desi had a bleed and he had been wiped out because of the treatment he had done. And he was bleeding out like bleeding out pools of blood in his bed. And we, I was desperate. I mean, we didn't, we didn't need anything but people to come in for blood. Remember you, we would keep in touch. Um, you were, you, we kept in touch. You helped me out through a lot. I remember messaging you and you'd help me. You'd give me support, advice. Um, forever grateful for that. And you asked what was needed. What, and I automatically said, I, I need, let's, we need blood. And you, without any hesitation, said, yeah. And you got Justin and Christy to come on in. You guys made your appointment. And I remember I even told you about the platelets. You know, it might be, it's a little harder to collect platelets. Um, You might blow a vein. And I'm no, thinking, oh my gosh, what phrase, I- you were like, oh, you might blow a vein. It's not a big deal. And I, was, I just remember, like, well, maybe, I said- <laughs> maybe I won't share that with people that I'm trying to get to come donate. And you're like, no, it's really just a bruise. It's fine. <laughs> I remember saying that, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, you know what? Justin might not donate after this because I mean, he, he needs his arm to work. I think and I'm he thinking, did it no, in his you didn't- non-throwing arm. He was he thought it was fine. <laughs> but yeah, you didn't even, I mean, you didn't even hesitate. You guys were in there and you guys donated. And yeah, um, actually from all of the, say, more than a hundred times Desi got blood. I think that's less, but blood. Doctors were shocked when he got Christie's blood. I don't know how they were such a good match. I know. Desi's counts it gives me chills not, to this day. It's yeah. crazy to me. Desi's counts would not go up. There was, it was... I don't know what it what happened, but I remember seeing his kiss count sheet every day. And the two times it was like, how does he get this boost? And how does this go up? And how does the ANC go up? And how did the, so many things would go up and the doctors were like, wow, this blood is just, just yeah. And you took her and yeah, it was, yeah. I, I can't say enough for, for what you did for taking her in. You got the golden egg in and, <laughs> and yeah, she, that was God. Yeah. I know. Donating and she, dealt with her own health issues and she was like how is this lemon of a body this body that I thought was so (laughs) worthless able to give so much to someone else and I just remember thinking how special that was and I know she's a repeat donor now and she gets all these mm-hmm. emails of your She just got a, an award. Yes. It's a trophy. <laughs> I know. It showed up in the mail and they have that board. It's almost like at an arcade on the wall there where it shows the top donor. And some people really, there are some loyal superheroes yeah, they go hard. in there. Oh but, yeah, they go hard. Yeah. But yeah, when you go in and donate, that team makes you feel so special. They're so attentive. Their bedside manners are are amazing. They're giving you snacks. They're feeding you. They're checking on you every five minutes. They put a movie for you. Oh it's gosh. really fun. And you walk out there, you walk out of there after donating blood. You feel so good. Oh yeah. So I actually, sadly, my vein, they said wasn't able to do platelets, which is fine. If you come in, I still donated blood, which was needed. And they were so yeah. grateful for that. But Christy and Justin were approved and their setup, they got this recliner and they're tucked in this little cocoon. It almost reminded me of when you're in the nurse's office in school when you're little and they're <laughs> bringing you te- yeah. Teddy grams and all this and calories don't, calories do not count mm-hmm. in the blood donor center. They had they Oreos, <laughs> Oreos, and Cheez-Its. I think they had gift cards at the time. They gave like a Target gift card for her and she got juice and Gatorade and got Gatorade. a movie. She actually does it now and she sets up her computer and does her work work from there. Yeah. <laughs> she's just in this little burrito of blankets donating <laughs> platelets but it's actually you would think that platelets would take more out of you because it is a different process but I don't want to mess up all the medical jargon but they up. actually are giving <laughs> you 
please correct me. They're giving you back. Cause I know when you donate blood, you have to wait several weeks, but platelets, I think you can actually go. Is it every two weeks? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Every two weeks. They're harder to collect, but um, you can donate them more frequently. Yeah. Christy is, is the repeat offender. And then <laughs> we actually had the idea. We came together and decided to, when we did JT day, it was actually to do a CHLA blood drive yeah. and they brought out the, I feel like it's a semi truck. They brought out the big truck <laughs> it's huge. and had people sign up and they had people on site come. And that was so cool. And then you also had an organization that I'm sure a lot of people hadn't heard of, uh, be the match was out there. So I want you to share that as well. Be the match. That is the first, that's the, I'm sorry, the third time we do, uh, uh, drive with them. And, um, they broke a record as far as how many people signed up for that type of event. And that was, that's, that's just, it's just, see, I'm beside myself. It's amazing because we, well, Desmond lost, um, two friends that were waiting for a donor. First one was Brandon, right? When they were both waiting for their dope to find a match. Unfortunately, Desi found the match, uh, right away in um in um Germany and then Brandon didn't and I remember it hurt so much to tell his mom that because she kept asking we kept updating each other and they couldn't find one and ultimately Brandon passed away and then recently so in at the NIH where Desi was treated as well for a trial we met another family from India his name was uh Chinmay and we became really close with this family and he ended up, I just heard from his mom two weeks ago that he ended up passing away because we also never found a, a match. And it's harder also to find those type of matches. But yeah, so for me, those be the match drives, bone marrow drives, I go hard for them too. It's like, come on guys, sign up. You're going to save. And people do freak out. I, it's a lot of information, but I, I, this is the way I get them. I'm like, you know what? They, you might not be a match for anyone, but there's a slight chance, you know, if you do, you do, you are the match for someone, you are saving this person's life. You are yeah. giving them a second chance at life. You're their possible cure. And, and that's how you, you know, you get them to, to sign up. But I wish the DMV would make this mandatory. I know we were out there. We were actually, Justin was like, I'll sign whatever anyone wants. If you join the <laughs> be the match registry and you were out there with your pom-poms and don't sell yourself short. You were cheering everyone on and it was, it was, oh my gosh I, it's, yeah it's one of those things where people just don't think that they can make a difference or you know they wouldn't be able to help in any way and it's just something that a lot of people don't know about and I know I've shared about it before and I think people can go on the website and they'll mail you mm -hmm. a kit if you qualify um, there's a couple of questions on there I know it's age kind of range and sort of thing but yeah yeah that was that was such an amazing day. And it was, what is it about? I don't, I don't even have the words because I feel like in your situation, so many people would understand if you wanted nothing to do with children battling cancer or going back to CHLA or helping with be the match. So what do you think it is that makes you or keeps you going down that same path of giving back and, and helping other people in the fight? I could understand why some people would want to just shy away from this community. Cause it's, it's, it, it's hard. I, I don't have any other way to put it. It's, it's the hardest thing um, a mom could ever go through seeing your kid undergo treatment and not be able to do anything about it. So I don't know, Desi was so resilient. Um, I've always seen the glass as half full versus half empty. So I felt like, you know what, I, we, I didn't go through this for nothing. Something has to come out of it. If I save one life with somebody donating blood, with somebody finding a match, with somebody having more funds to put gas in their car, just I got to do it. I, I owe this to Desi. His life mattered. I, I have to help people. I was there. I suffered. I went through it. And I cannot forget about the people inside those doors, inside those windows inside. I, I, I can't. I just, my heart won't let me. I, I, I think this helps me heal in some way. And I, I can cope with what I've been through. Um, I can't shut down and just forget and hide. And I just need to go back. And, and yeah, it's hard. I mean, I, I haven't been able to donate blood since because it's just, I don't know. I, I, 
I want to, but I'm not ready because it kind of triggers some flashbacks of yeah. when Desi was getting, but I, I'm working there. I'm trying. I, I want to because I'm all about blood donating. But yeah, I feel like I, I have to give him my own. I have to help them and be the voice that um, some of them, you know, can't. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say. No, I understand. And <sighs> yeah, no one would fault you if you shied away from the community or you didn't want to be involved. But I think it's so freaking beautiful that you are. And I think you're such an incredible ambassador for people and carrying on Desi's legacy is just, I don't even have the words. And, you know, I'm honored that you are aligned with us and, and helping us share his life and what he meant and keep this fight going. And, you know, actually, I know, I don't think we've actually even really shared it, but I think we talked about it at the golf tournament, but because of the impact of the blood donor center and how much that meant to you guys, we actually did a five-year partnership and a dedication for the waiting area at CHLA. And I know you were there at the golf tournament when we, <laughs> when we talked about it, but yeah, it just, when you were being uh, the awesome auctioneer, when I was also the when- auctioneer. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> We did a five-year partnership um, for $500,000 to go towards the blood donor center. And we would have really never known about it and known the impact. Because I think you just assume, oh, general funds or, oh, donate to this or that. But there's parts of that hospital that mean so much um, to kids and their fight. And so we thank you and Desi for bringing that to light for us. (laughs) And I hope everyone loves the waiting area as they're going in. <laughs> I got to go now. <laughs> I'm going to go check it out. I get chills just with you saying that. I'm like, oh, so emotional. Yeah, when you guys announced it at the at the Classic, I, oh, good thing I was wearing sunglasses because I was hiding those tears. I was like, God, half a million dollars towards each other, blood center. I was like, God, yeah, they need it. They truly need it. Oh, you're amazing. I, yeah, I'm going to keep fundraising hard for you. <laughs> <laughs> that is beautiful. Well, you're the best cheerleader <sighs> and the best fundraiser. And something that you started before Desi was sick was your store. And I know that that you had the store in person and then you had to close it and you had the online store and now you've since reopened it. And so much of your mission through your store is also giving back. But what was that like making that choice to open it back up again and not Thing, do something for yourself, but kind of keep going. And I mean, I guess, yeah, do something for yourself and something that you're passionate about and something that you love and, and starting that up again. Yeah. We, um, Omar and I started the store right before getting married. And then we said, we're going to buy a house. We're going to travel. And then we're going to get pregnant, got pregnant right away. <laughs> And out of order, but the perfect order. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then, you know, I was pregnant with Desi, worked with him, had a playpen in the back of the store. He was known by every customer. Um, (laughs) We had it for. He was the store sweeper. (laughs) He was. was, And he would ring up people and he was the one to open the credit room if the girl was dressing. (laughs) It happened twice. But he was little, but yeah. Um, so everyone knew him. Um, Star was doing great, and my mission then was um, I was raised by a single mother, so I was always giving back to single moms, and I'd always have a little campaign. Okay, this next thing will be dedicated to nominate a mom and tell me why, and sure enough, that'll be the winner. And and we did that. Desi got sick. I immediately decided that say like two days later, I announced that the store was shutting down. Um, we were already admitted and we had a, oh, a cell, just everything, even fixtures. I did. I never stepped foot back in there again. And the day they opened for the cell, the line was whoo, down far. It was, there was a big old outpouring of support. People were crying in there. I mean, my family, my employee was calling me and it was just beautiful, but um, yeah. I had to close. I had to dedicate myself to my son. I took me a few months. We got into um, getting familiar with this treatment, how the roadmap works, how the cycles work. Um, initially for leukemia, the standard treatment is three years, but you don't have the leukemia for three years. So usually, so what is supposed to happen is 
after the first cycle, which is called induction, you're supposed to reach remission. And most patients do. And after that, everything is just maintenance, but for years, because it could come back, but they do it for three years. When I got familiar with this roadmap, I said, you know what, I think um, I need to start earning income again. Um, I'm going to open it online, opened it online. And I said, you know, I don't have the overhead of the store of everything else. I, I'm making a decent amount. Why not start helping out the families? And sure enough, um, my support of all the previous customers was there. And and yeah, I was able to buy food. Like I said, we were doing those things. Um, then mowing family. When he passed, um, I stopped doing all of that, of course. And it took me a few months to sit down and and really figure out what what I would what I wanted to do. Um, it was it was pretty quiet for a while because it's hard finding finding a passion again. So I decided, you know what? I'm gonna I got to do something. I I can't just I can't just be like this. It's not healthy. It's I need to be productive. I need to do something and help back. And sure enough, we decided to open the store and the support came back. <laughs> Customers came back. They were crying, hugging. Um, they still come in and they'll just sit at me and I'm like, oh no, here comes someone crying. <laughs> and they'll give me a hug and I break it with a joke. You know, I, I can't cry in front of people. So I start saying, it's okay. You know, not that it's okay, but it's like, it's okay. You know, and I'll say a joke and I'll give them a hug and it's like, let's not cry today. And and yeah, so I've started the campaign. I have a jewelry, it's a gold dipped campaign. And whenever I put new items up, they'll buy them. And with that, I Zelle and Venmo and buy gas cards for some of the families I, I've gotten to know. And I don't really share on Instagram some of those um, things because some of these families, I just don't want yeah. them yeah, to feel uncomfortable. Um, but sometimes they'll reshare it. I'm like, oh, okay, but um, I don't, I don't. I don't want anyone to ever feel uncomfortable, but um, sometimes I feel like Lisa, you have to share because people need to see that we need to do this for people. We need to get people to help and, and show that you're helping. It's not about showing off or I did this or no, it's like, you have to get used to telling people this, that, that this is what they need. And this is what we should be doing. And this, we should be saying, oh, I donated, but like people say I donated, but it was anonymous or I, some, I help you, but I never shared. And, and I'm, I don't want people to like, no, please share and, and, and let me know and put your name and, and share it on your feed. Like let people know, let them see what you're doing. People need to do this more. Yeah. We but, have uh, that same thought with the foundation. Cause obviously we're sharing what we're doing, but we, it's to a point, you know, and you want to be able to share it so other people can volunteer or they can donate or they know causes that, you know, need support in the area, but it, I mean, you're raised to not, you know, talk about doing good deeds and yeah, know, whoever needs to see your good deed, it's going to see it up above and, and that sort of <laughs> mindset. And so, yeah, I understand yeah. that, but that is so cool. I absolutely love that you're doing that. And I love the tie in with giving back. And, and I didn't know that you had started doing that prior and helping out single moms. And that's really, so it's, you also have the really good heart too, which I knew that, but <laughs> it's always been there. <laughs> That's why you love me. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I, I did that before. I, I guess, I don't know, my mama, our mama's raised as well. <laughs> yeah, we have to plug your store. It's online, <laughs> Mrs. Blush, or you can go in the Stonewood Center Mall. Not sponsored. <laughs> no, not sponsored. You always say that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Hashtag not sponsored. Not sponsored. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, um, Mrs. Blush at the Stonewood Mall. So if you guys come down, I've had people come down. They're like, oh, I heard, um, I learned from you from Courtney and I love Courtney and they'll come in and buy it. I'm like, oh, but I don't want to bug you and tell you. Oh gosh, you need <laughs> to tell so me. Special. I need to get a commission. No, I'm kidding. It's a- <laughs> <laughs> Towards the foundation. Yes. <laughs> Will you share the story of your former employee from Mrs. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to. Yeah, no, I want to. Um, <laughs> Let's put her on blast. Let's oh, God. Yeah. Um, you know, so I have these girls working for me. Um, the other ones I have are amazing. I mean, one of my employees told me, you know what? She's acting weird. Um, and um, I don't know. She rings herself up and I'm like, oh, no, because we have a policy where employees are not supposed to ring themselves out. It has to be someone else or me. And I'm like, really? Okay. Um and I'm thinking, oh, this girl's probably just a little, you know how 
coworkers could be. I'm like, oh, maybe she doesn't like her. So anyway, so I started getting online orders and we do inventory uh, often. Um, And these orders I'd have to refund. And I'm like, where is this item? I mean, our inventory is right. We do it every week. And again, order and refund, order and refund. I'm like, no, something's going on. I'm going to look at the cameras and I'm going to, I saw for three nights. (laughs) I should have sent you. I'm already excited. Why didn't you bring me in on the case? You love this. (laughs) Yeah, I should have. So I started in bed going through all the footage of, of the one I suspected it was, I shouldn't say her name. I'm not going to say it. Um, I'll find find it out somehow. (laughs) (laughs) So I started going through footage. She had been working for me for five months and Every shift, she'd walk out with a bag and I would start going back to the images on the counter and she would do some, you know, when you pay tap to pay, you have to double tap. She did the she one would tap, tap <laughs> the one tap Ooh. and she would print out receipts and she was printing out previous transaction receipts because when you reprint a receipt, the reprint will print the gift receipt, not the original receipt. So I'm like, why is she getting short printouts? So every shift, she is stealing something. And this girl knew, like, like will you guys greet every customer, you know, pay attention to them, be kind. You know, we prevent theft this way as well. Um, and, you know, I, I, people would steal, you know, you get the frequent, you get occasional um, yeah. um, shoplifting. And I, I take it personal because it's like, how can they steal from me? You know, a lot of these people follow me on Instagram yeah. and they know my story. It's like, no, don't be, feel bad for me, but like I, in front of them, I would tell the girls we'd have meetings. I'm like, like, how could they do this? It's like, I give back. I'm, right, they see yeah. that I use this money to like give this person this or, or things like that. Like how, and I don't, I'm not looking at me like, and I'm thinking never would I have imagined she was doing it to wow. me after hearing my speeches. <laughs> so um, sure enough, I, I, it was like three, four nights. I didn't sleep. And Omar is telling me to go to sleep. I'm like, babe, but can you, can you check? Like, is she really stealing? Or am I just seeing? I don't want to accuse someone. I want to make sure it's, you know, I want to make sure she's stealing. Like, is she stealing? This is like, I'm already over maybe like 20 something shifts. And every shift she's oh, taking something. Oh my gosh. Oh, she's like stretching and she's like tucking something in under the counter where the camera can't see and just a lot of random stuff. But anyway, <laughs> she's doing like the I her- snap with her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's one of those. Yes. So then I sent her, uh, she was scheduled to work Friday. I was off. Um, it was going to be my birthday and I'm like, no, I got to work Friday. Cause I got to go fire her. This is Wednesday. When I confirmed everything, I submitted the final, the, pro- the, the termination process on the app printed her final check. And I said, Aranza, um, could you bring the keys? Um, you already gave her name out, but it's fine. Oh, <laughs> fine. <laughs> um, could you bring the keys um, on Friday? Um, she's like, oh, um, yeah. Okay. She wasn't supposed to close her open, but I'm kind of hinting to her, this is going to happen. So then she, I'm nervous and I have um, a s- staff in the front and I'm looking at the cameras and she's like, okay, I'll be there in 10 minutes. And I'm in the back because I've never fired anyone before. And um, she's walking in the store with balloons and flowers no. for my birthday. No. And I'm like, how am I going to fire this girl? You she's bringing a, me a gift. You take scissors and you just like start <laughs> popping the balloons and you're like, show's over. The jig is up. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I'm looking at the camera. She's walking in with her little brother with balloons, I guess. Oh no. I, I don't this know. She knew all, she was gonna... This is all part of the act, though. This I think so. All part so, of the act. I have the check on me, and I'm looking at the cameras in the back, and then I'm seeing the staff look at each other because they knew what was going to happen. And I'm like, oh, I can't fire her now. I can't do this. So I put the check away. And I'm like, and they're looking. I'm like, no, I got to do this. So she comes oh in gosh. the back, and then um, she's like, surprise. And I'm like, I didn't even smile. I'm like, Aranza, that is very sweet of you, but I need to talk to you about something. Oh my gosh. And her little brother is there and I feel so bad because he's probably expecting me to like say thank you and hug her. And I'm like, oh, and I said, can I speak to you in private? And I, I have a candy jar. I have snacks for us right there. And I get a candy jar and I, and I give it to the little boy. I'm like, here, you can eat anything you like. And then I close the door. <laughs> so he was waiting outside. It felt so bad for him. And then I'm like, Aranza, this is very kind of you, but 
I started doing inventory and things weren't matching and I started going through your ships and I seen that you've been taking stuff. And she's like, oh, um, I wasn't taking it. I was just, um, I was going to pay you back. And it was just two things. And I'm like, Aranza, it's not, I keep saying her name. Fine. It's already <laughs> It's <out there>. not. <laughs> I've already found her on Facebook. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Delgado. I'm like, it's not borrowing, it's thieving, and it's not three items. It's more than a couple grand, and I can show you all the footage. And she starts crying, and she's like, oh, it's because um, I really, I didn't have money to buy it, and um, I didn't want to ask if you can save it. I'm thinking to myself, girlfriend, I think you're just a thief, because buy you guys lunch, I treat you special. You know I would have given you anything. I've given you so much clothes. When you guys try to buy it, I feel bad selling it to them. I'm like, <laughs> here, no. And they're like, I just, I just like being that way. And she's like, I, and you know, and for that, I have to fire you. And I gave her her letter and, and she's like, I can pay you back. I can then I can sell you right now. And I'm like, no girl, there's no way you can tell me all that right now. I'm like, okay, just, I wish you the best. I, she's like, you can press charges. I don't know why she started saying oh my God, I would have, I would have been right there with the cuffs. Like <laughs> oh, going down to County. I, let's go. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't have the heart to, you know what? Um, her mom's sister ended up being Desmond's TK teacher. So I, I'm like, oh, I, can't, I can't do that. And I, why would she even do that knowing that we're yeah. connected that way? But some kids nowadays, it's like, God, uh, and she, in her application, it says she was vice president of her school. So oh. I fell for it. She could have lied. I don't oh my know. gosh. I'm going to fact check her next time. I'm just going to check all references. And did her next job call you for a reference? No, no one called. I'm sure she had a friend answer that call, but <laughs> <laughs> but that was that. And I ever, oh God, but yeah, she's out. I'm, I don't know how people could be so evil. Yeah. Like, how do you steal from anyone? Just don't steal. I don't care if it's a candy, you don't steal. Yeah. Especially oh. when you're so kind and generous and oh, gosh. yeah, girl. I mean, I love the story for like the detective work and A plus with the camera work and like all of that. But oh my gosh. Well, I'm so happy that you have the store open again. I'm so happy it's doing well. Yeah. And I'm glad that you are pursuing that passion. I know you have another passion of singing. <laughs> do you wanna do you wanna sing us out of this episode? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> No, what is it? <laughs> I always sing that one. I know. Omar I, and me always sing it. I am going to miss uh, Dieter, the organist at Daughter Stadium. Oh, I know. I know. Playing that when Justin makes a catch, but maybe I'll have them start doing that in fun way. Introduce it to them. I'm sure they'll be more than glad to do it. Oh, oh yeah. I wonder if, oh, yeah. But um, yeah, it's um my singing. I used to sing a long time ago. Um, Stop singing. I think when I had Desi and I feel like singing for me is now, um, well, Desi would be like, mom, shut up. Mom, stop singing. Mom, when are you going to stop? Mom, I'm trying to play a game because I was always singing. Welcome to house. my life. <laughs> Everyone around me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's cathartic. I don't know. For me now, like Seeing is the only way I feel like I can let out everything I'm suppressing, everything I'm yeah. hiding and just take me to a karaoke place and I'll just let free and I can see and I feel like I just get rid of a lot of things I'm holding in. But yeah, I do that instead of crying. And yeah, it, is, it helps me. Singing helps me cope with everything that's happened. Music and singing is so powerful. And I think- yeah. It's just my favorite thing when I, so Omar actually did the first pitch for mm -hmm. Justin's bobblehead night. When I sang the anthem, did you have any FOMO that you wanted to jump in on singing the anthem? Cause I can start the campaign. <laughs> I know some people, so <laughs> <laughs> no girl, I'm not going to see. Oh, you're so brave for doing it. I was so nervous for you. Oh gosh. I was sweating. <laughs> Justin's like, are, are you more nervous than her? I'm like, I, I I was so nervous for you. I'm like, I'm looking at the crowd. I'm looking at everyone. I know, I know you could sing, but it's just, God, you say in front of so many people and all eyes on you and it's live and you did amazing. I was like, oh my gosh, you did so good. Okay, I can relax now. I can go have a drink. All eyes were on the back of me and you don't have to see <laughs> anybody and you can just look up at the Jumbotron where the lyrics are up there in case you forget <laughs> them and you pretend you're just singing by yourself outside on a beautiful fall evening. That was beautiful. Well, you oh also have a, 
I'm sorry. What I are you going to say? I'm sorry I missed this party, but you had a, what was it? A Selena party? <laughs> a Selena singing party? I missed I, it. It was a girl's I, night out, essentially. I, I, yeah. I sent you the invite. Yeah, it was a Selena girls night I needed. It was actually for my birthday, but I didn't tell anyone it was for my birthday. So I, <laughs> I moved my birthday to August instead of September. September is a, a hard month. Yeah. But um, yeah, we had an impersonator come out, um, a live band, and we dressed up like Selena. And Selena took a tumble, which is a hashtag you created for me. <laughs> I was not drunk. I was dancing and the microphone was in my way. You need a cordless <laughs> mic. <laughs> I do. I do. No, yeah, it was so much fun. Um, we had a blast and huge Selena fan. And yeah, was that Morongo this um I know. Was weekend? it the same Selena impersonator or there were multiple? Yes. It was the same no. one. The same girl, um, she sang all her hits. It was so much fun. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, <laughs> he should have been there. You just happened to be at Morongo. <laughs> I just happened to be at Morongo. Just a coincidence. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah, March is a great month to win at Morongo. <laughs> <laughs> you know how I feel about Morongo and singing. <laughs> and it makes me so happy to see you doing things that make you smile. And I have to ask you how your preparation for the half marathon is going because I'm pretty sure you forgot about it and then signed up three weeks ago (laughs) but you're crushing the fundraising and you've been running I I don't know how I missed it I'm like wait she's posting about it wait I don't even know how it's March I got to Florida a month ago I have no idea how I've been here I don't even know what happened but (laughs) the the marathon's in five days so stop oh god I don't know and then Christy just signed up too and she's crushing that fundraising um, but yeah, um, I'm, I was trying to do the 5k, but I'm doing the half. I don't know how you prepare last time. I was embarrassing, but I know why they have a lot of restrooms now along the run. Cause <laughs> <laughs> I remember I'm like, I think I need a pee, but Christy was with me and she went in and she came out. And when I went in, I'm like, Oh, I think I got a Oh God, I can't poop. I can't have her wait for me. This is embarrassing. So I'm like, okay, how do I pee? Okay, just pee fast and get out of here. And I'm like, who? Okay, we're almost there. And I started feeling like the bubble guts. And I'm like, you don't want to start shitting. My friend ran, I won't say her name, like you said about your former <laughs> employee, but she, she ran the marathon. It was her first marathon and last marathon. And after mile 16, she got diarrhea. And then every single mile after that, because there's a porta potty every mile with the water station, she had to stop and shit in every single porta potty. And it is my greatest fear because she said she finished in seven, I don't know, six hours, whatever, because she, she was doing great. And then it just hit her. You can't start if you start, I won't even pee during the marathon. That's how, and that's, if you know me, I'm someone that I'd, I've actually taken three pee frequently pee breaks during this pod. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but I'm the person that gets up in the middle of the night to pee, but I, I can't let myself to do it. You just, I mean, sometimes if you have to go, the worst is the marathon, not this past year, but the year before they had zip ties on the first five miles of porta potties. And so the person I run with actually keeps a knife in case he has to cut the zip ties. Oh, okay. Off of the porta potties because okay. they were closed, and you just saw people in desperation that took their pre workout or they had the jitters, and they were just ready to blow up that porta potty at mile <laughs> two, and they could not. That's actually a fear. Could you imagine if they were locked right when you were? It was go time. I don't. I yeah. There's the Stop it. the shit the shit you don't think about <laughs> literally when you're running a marathon and planning well, for a marathon. You gave me great advice for the last, um, for my first half. Did I? <laughs> and you did. You told me about the intervals. You said oh, yeah. that the adrenaline will get you going and blah, blah, blah. I need this. And oh my gosh, you're brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> you gave me great advice, but you never warned me about the runs. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what they say is, which this might be more made up medical talk, but when you're running, the blood rushes to your extremities, your hands and feet. And then when you stop running, it goes back into 
your trunk and your organs. <laughs> and then suddenly you get this feeling. I actually get really nauseous after the marathon. And I want so badly to be, when I'm finished, to be the person that can have a drink. Because the whole time you're running, I'm sure you probably think the same of like the drink you want to have and the food you want to have. And you're thinking about it the whole time. And I always think, oh my gosh, I can't wait to have buffalo wings. I can't wait to have a Bloody Mary or I can't wait to have this. I think that's just you, <laughs> are you joking? Everyone thinks about their meal. Are you? Wait, you really don't? You were thinking about food? No. Okay. Well, I'm running for six hours. Oh so I, I yeah, get a, yeah. I get you run a full marathon. Way. Okay. But at the end, I have no, I get nauseous and I, I don't okay. want to eat. And I, it's my body has to take a while to get back to normal. But, and it's also probably the sun and being in the sun and being just completely drained. But I end up, going home and showering and laying on the couch and not being the party animal that I wish I could be. <laughs> yeah, no, I wonder if it's going to rain this week and are we getting rain for the run? Everyone is saying that if you look at one app, it says that it's going to rain. I actually, I am, this is probably the least I've, well, I ran the first marathon with two weeks of training, but it's actually saying it's not, but it's going to be 60, which is kind of perfect. Cause last year it got okay, very, yeah. very hot I was kind of hoping for rain because my training has been very minimal. No, I've been running for a few months, but just it's been hard with the move and, and so much going yeah. on to find motivation. And the humidity in Florida is impossible. So unless you, you run in the middle of the night, it's impossible. So I thought if it rains and I'm just slower, I can say, oh, man, the rain really slowed me down but now it looks I guess clear skies so yep that's what I'm looking at (laughs) I'm just gonna have to do it but I think it's gonna be great and the most important thing is our fundraising and the reason why we're running so if you are able to make sure you go online and make a donation to our run and walk whatever it is to help (laughs) get us off the finish line and we're gonna crush it whether it yeah. takes us, I don't know how long. Whether we poop Everyone, our pants or not, we're going to crush we, it. Whether we shit ourselves or not, <laughs> we will do it. And it's all for a great cause. Yeah. And yeah. Thank you so much for being on here with me today and sharing your story. I know it brings up a lot of difficult memories, but it's also so important to share how incredible Desi was and your reason for running and yeah. the reason behind everything that you do. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Oh, this was a dream come true being on your podcast. A <laughs> hundred and something episodes, but I guess. I know. It, it took me three years, but here you are. I had, oh, make, thank I had to make you. sure you kept listening for all these years. So <laughs> I'm still there, girl. I'm still there. I love it. Well, oh, my also God. make sure to go check out Mrs. Blush. Don't steal from her, though. Please. Go I'll shop, share footage next time. Shop and show support. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode. A friendly reminder to rate and review the podcast and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And thank you all for listening. And I'll talk to you all next week after the marathon. See ya. <laughs> you took Justin's. <laughs> Bye. I <did. laughs> Bye. I had to. <laughs> Bye. Bum 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 b